Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, by the way, this is Dubai I 103.8 FM. This is the call-in show, but it's not just call-in. It's do-it-yourself radio with the guys from We Will Fix It. That's Colin and Dan. They join us every week, and basically we solve everything that's going on in your world when it comes to fixing stuff. Good evening. Yeah, great to have you guys in. Those claims get bigger every week, don't they? <laughs> if, there, <laughs> do. if there is something to fix, you guys know what to do. Well, we'll try. I've got video and photos of you actually doing repairs in the studio. Well, I've been promising that <laughs> since day one, haven't I? And when we say repairs here, it wasn't that dramatic. It's a kind of WD-40 and a few squeaky chairs. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try anything. But you see, this is and this is the the beauty of of all the stuff that we're doing here is that sometimes it's that little simple thing that just might be on be beyond someone like me, and you guys solved it. So while it's simple and easy for you guys, that is monumental for me because I'm not hearing any. I wonder whether it's going to freak out everybody tomorrow who's kind of lived with this for, for years and years. I, I, you know what's going to happen? Uh, the, you're looking over at the shrine right here where Malcolm sits. Uh, this is, so if you were imagining the studio, I'll take a picture, but it's to my right. There is just a, a, I don't know what you want to call it, a command center of screens and clocks, and that's where Malcolm sits. Brandy tends to sit over to your right, which would be to my left, and they're going to be sitting here, and it's going to be so quiet. They're going to be thrown off tomorrow's show. They're not going to know what's going on. They're going to be going, something is not right. Didn't didn't Malcolm have his knees replaced? Uh, he could have. I think he had an, an operation on his knees. I was just thinking, my Uncle Frank uses WD-40 on his knees. Swears by it. Squeaky mm. knees. Is, wow. is, is it fish oil that this is based on? Yes, it is. See, yeah. that's pretty amazing, isn't it? So, that, so you can use it on your barbecue. You can use it on all sorts of things mm. that you might eventually put towards your mouth and, it, and it's okay so yeah fish oil based that's pretty amazing yeah we're talking wd-40 if you're we are wd-40 <laughs> yes. but the only other thing i've got to admit is i didn't get round to malcolm's chair so really in the break i probably better do that otherwise um he'll be the only one who's squeaking away worrying that his knees have got a problem yeah for sure yeah well okay you know what we're going to start off the show with a bang because we thought we're going to do something a little different this week we're going to start off with tool of the week and uh, we've got a little bit of theme music to go with that So here we go. Theme music for Tool of the Week. Thank you, Esther, for sorting this out, because this is pretty much the Academy Award of tools. It's exactly that. <laughs> you know, who can say we're not topical? <laughs> you see? Well, and, and you think about it. You've all been, we've all been to a variety of different hardware stores. We, we often name them. I don't know if we should be doing that, but we do. Ace, SpeedX are the two places that I go. Yep. And everyone, you got men, women, children, uh, sometimes I've seen pets in there, trolling the aisles, looking at tools, wondering, should I buy this? Do I need this? And my, you know, when you're standing there with someone and they're kind of looking at things, I always nod and go, just buy it. Just buy it. You're going to need it. <laughs> you are the best salesman. <laughs> you don't even charge. Just buy it. And buy it. So we thought we'd, uh, we'd kick off with uh, a few of 
the you know things that everyone needs. Well, actually, it's kind of the candidates, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the candidates for two other weeks. So just like the Oscars, yes. You basically have those people who are nominated. More, don't okay. You? A little more theme music. Yeah. Oh, that's just brilliant, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so we got some nominations for tools that you really, really need. And the first nomination is almost every landlord. Oh yes, <laughs> tool of the week, British. Oh, style. there we go. <laughs> Almost every landlord. It's not going to win us any friends, okay? Well, mm, how many <laughs> landlords listen to the show? If you're a landlord, then please, please don't get in touch on this occasion if you don't mind. <laughs> All right. And the second nomination is somebody whose name rhymes with Ronald Dump. Oh, tool of the no week. I have no idea yeah, who yeah. that could be. I have no idea. <laughs> Okay, third nomination. All spanners. I made quite a few of those actually in Dubai. So adjustables are really the best, aren't they? Best, the best spanner. <laughs> Absolutely. We need a drum roll for the winner. How's about? Should we? Should we see if anybody can guess it? Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Are you ready? And the Oscar goes to. One more time. One more time. Are you ready, Dubai? All right. The tool of the week is, and I think this is a must-have in everyone's home. And, and if you don't own one, you, you really need to get one because this is not only good for working on furniture, working with doors, working on countertops, also good for pet hygiene maintenance. <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is in our household, and that is actually the main use of the winner of Tool of the Week, which is the Dremel Multi-Tool. Oh, man. You know, I was I was over at the Ace Hardware in the Dremel Multi-Tool Attachment section. Nice. <laughs> Didn't even know they had one of those, but How I was... How did we not meet there? <laughs> I couldn't believe the things you can get for a Dremel, including some really dangerous kind of saw-like contraptions that reminded me of the cult film Driller Killer. Oh, I bet you've seen that, Dan, haven't you? <laughs> Look that one up. Driller Killer is a phenomenal cult horror flick. Uh, kind of like this drone-like drill that flies through the air towards people with Dremel attachments on it. But I've just thought, actually, we've, we've got this as, as tool of the week, but really we're supposed to have our health and safety hats on on the basis that we everybody who's in uh, our company is trained in health and safety, mm-hmm. including Dan and myself. Safety yeah. glasses if you're using anything like this. Well, absolutely, yeah, but also most cutting tools have guards. But the one thing that a Dremel doesn't seem to have... really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it doesn't have a guard, does it? And no. it has the sharpest cutting tools known to man. Interesting. It's still Tool of the Week, though. Still Tool of the Week, it's, yeah. it's, it's got a problem, but, you know, it's got yeah. a bit of Tool of the Week now. Yeah. Some of those attachments remind me of the dentist. <laughs> it's the sound. Actually, oh, anyone got a bad tooth? <laughs> if, the, if the dentist Ooh. is coming at me with a Dremel, I'm getting worried. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but they do sound quite, just maybe a little bit more wispy, don't they? The um, the doc, uh, the doctors and the dentists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you, one of those. You use yours on your uh, your pet, don't you? Yeah, Bailey. Um, Bailey is a real pain. He hates the sound of um, you know those um, snips yeah. that you get for uh, for doing his nails. Well, he really doesn't like that, but he doesn't mind this quite so much. So that's actually the reason um, that uh, that we have the the Dremel. Mm. What else would we use a Dremel for? Uh, well, polishing is another one, um, ah, which is good. good. Yeah. Yes, it is. But the point of a Dremel, really, is for those um, locations where um, it's tight. 
it's normally somewhere that's really tight. If you can get, get an angle grinder on it, it's much more heavy duty. You have a guard and it works quite well. But generally, uh, a drum will go into those smaller places. Also for finer work as well. Um, if you imagine the normal sort of 115 millimeter um, angle grinder yeah. is a little bit of a brute and you're going to do quite a lot of damage with that. But if you've got smaller, more intricate things to do, then the Dremel works a treat for that. And, and there's a variety of uh, price points. I mean, there's not just one Dremel. I don't no. Um, you've got uh, not just uh, price points. So the difference in the price points generally is um, the uh, the variability and mm. also the RPM that it will do. Um, also, whether or not it is battery uh, right. operated or alternatively mains. Interestingly enough, mine's kind of bottom of the range, but it is a battery operated. Um, it's a NICAD, so uh, therefore doesn't really have much torque to it. Um, but at the same time, um, the the, the, the really high-end ones are actually mains, which is quite unusual. Normally, it would be mm. like a, a big um, uh, lion, wouldn't it? Well, you see people using them for hours. I was looking at some videos online during the weekend. People using As you do. Yeah, I'm looking at the Dremel multi-tool. But people using them for arts and crafts, so they, uh-huh. they, they're using them for hours at a time. You, you couldn't, couldn't use a battery drill for that. People are cutting wine bottles in half and drilling mm. holes in shells and wow. all sorts. Nice. Cunning plan. Hmm. You know, we got a lot more to talk about. This is, the, we, you are listening to the Do It Yourself radio program. We've got the folks in from We Will Fix It. we got more to talk about. If you want to get involved in the program, of course you can. We already got some texts coming in. And uh, we've got, uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about odd smells around your home. And it's not the cologne that your husbands are wearing. This is uh, how to tackle some of these odd smells. That's coming up next on Do It Yourself radio. This is the DIY do-it-yourself radio program with the guys from We Will Fix It. That's Colin and Dan joining us in studio. Uh, we were just going through some of the texts that have come through. Alex, what a fantastic text. It, it fits in beautifully with, with what we've been doing here in the studio with WD-40 fixing all the chairs. Not we, you guys. Uh, and he said there's no problem that can't be solved with WD-40 and duct tape. That's uh, so true. And we were remembering one of your previous comments, James, that if you can't fix it with duct tape, you need more duct tape. That is all. <laughs> I I've, been, duct I've tape. been watching the soapbox racing, the yeah. uh, Red Bull one on TV, and you see people building these fantastic soapboxes <laughs> coming down the streets of Paris. <laughs> They've got so much duct tape on there. And plenty of WD-40 as well, I hope. <laughs> I, used to, I used to do whitewater rafting, and I had a, a raft that had a, a number of uh, small leaks all covered with duct tape. People would get in. It was just a duct tape raft. They, they <laughs> bet that lasted for years, didn't it? It did. And it was the best raft to be going in because it, it, it did start to leak a little bit more because you know it, it gave the duct tape a real good run for its money, but it was worth it. More exciting now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Which one are we in? Oh, the, one, the one that's got the duct tape on it. Let's go. Paddle faster, boys. <laughs> hey, well, let's let's jump right back into the, the second part of the program, and that is one that a lot of people are faced with. Yeah, you're, I see a lot of villas right now and a lot of apartments for rent, and and people are looking to change where they're going to. They're doing the walkthroughs. They're checking things out. And once in a while, whether it's in a new place or an old place, you start to get some rather peculiar smells. And that could lead you to be picking up the phone and calling guys like yourselves to help sort out what is going on. 
We get a lot of that, actually, and especially this time of year. Um, but I think Dubai is kind of prone to these issues because we've got a combination um, and quite a, a unique combination of both temperature, spare rooms, yeah. quite high-density housing in a lot of mm. places that can cause it, uh, cause it as well. Um, and then also uh, with using AC, um, you get kind of that air movement uh, that shifts smells around, making them even more difficult. Yeah. So whereby uh, in the UK, you can kind of isolate, use your nose to isolate where the location is. Once it's been through a pretty heavy fan motor, it's spread over the whole apartment. So yeah. at that point, it's um, it's much more difficult to work out, which is why probably we get the phone call. Um, and then at that point, the uh, the detective hunt is on. That's worth explaining spare rooms. So often people have a bathroom that they're not, not using on, on a regular basis, and some of your water in the toilet will uh, will evaporate out, and it can uh, can smell pretty stale. You know, I this is I've, I've got a, that exact situation happens in where I'm living. Is I have uh, a maid's room, and we, I use it as a little office, and there's a washroom off of that maid's room that I never, I, in fact, it's a storage room. I've never used the toilet. And probably about five years ago, I'm in, I'm in that office and I'm going, what is that smell? And I realize that things are starting to dry out. And, it's, and, and so now, probably once a month, I fill the toilet bowl. Yeah, it's the legendary blowout. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it happens. I have exactly the same scenario. Home office um, is the maid's room. And, um, yeah, that, I, I have to flush mine about once a week. Cause yeah. it, it's a, there's a bit of a gully that comes in just outside. And um, that gets through the window. And then next thing you know, yeah. that so moment has arrived. You need to regularly turn on your taps, flush your toilets, and run your showers, and keep the water flowing, even, if, even though that, that room's not being used. And, I mean, that goes for everything. So um, there's toilets, there's um, showers, for instance. Major rooms normally have a shower attached to it as well. Um, So that needs to be done. Um, Also sinks. Um, They have a bottle trap as well. Same issue. So they all operate in the same basic um, scenario. So So five seconds of water is enough just to sort the issues out. So once a week, just make sure you're running things, keeps it all sorted. Absolutely. That's pretty simple. Uh, that one is yes yeah. it does get a little bit more uh, more difficult along the way um another one that happens a lot that's a bit more of a pain is um smells that emanate from under white goods uh, so if you imagine kitchens tend to be where spills and that kind of thing happen and clear ups are much easier where you can see them rather than where you can't and if that's sat underneath an appliance over time that can really cause some some horrendous smells and it's often underneath the heavy appliance it's like the fridge you're not going to move the fridge too often because it's full of stuff and therefore heavy uh which can cause a few more issues along the way the the dishwasher that might have leaked or might actually be leaking and that you don't even think about it or the connectors to it because how often do you pull out your dishwasher yeah like never we do loads of work on um under under kitchen sinks Oh. And normally, by the time we're called in, the backboard's totally gone. Yeah. Um, the wall is just an absolute wall of mold, and um, it's a real health hazard. So, um, you know, once it's got to that stage, it's much more difficult than just so um, what do you sealing end up, them up. What do you end up doing in that situation? Because I would suspect that at least half of the people who are tuned in right now have that kind of a situation. They're, they're thinking, that's exactly my sink. Yeah. So don't retrieve it is the first thing. Pull out and um, wow. uh, let it air. So stage one for us is to get that backboard off quickly. 
um, you'd then fix the leak. And again, if you are going to do this, um, some kind of respirator is uh, is mm. sensible. Normally, we'd use a chemical respirator just for uh, from a safety perspective. Um, a lot uh, of mold spores flying around there. Exactly. So then at that point, you need something to deal with the mold. Um, so we'll use like a, a mildew remover as step one. Um, at that stage, normally we'll try and leave it for uh, for 24 hours just to air the whole area out, keep the doors open, mm. uh, make sure that it's as cleaned off as it can be. Uh, then send a team back in uh, with a, an alkali primer, take off anything from the wall that's um, uh, that's, that's mushroomed or um, yeah. uh, has issues. Um, alkali primer to get that wall stable again before repainting it. And if you can imagine, it's, it's a bit of an odd scenario whereby you have um, just a, a wooden panel, mm. um, which... and an inch, two inches behind it, you've got a solid wall. Yeah. So when you take it out, you actually don't need to replace it. There's no real reason for that. Um, but the other issue that you have is because all of the pipes here are imperial, whereas all of the the uh, kitchen wastes are metric, um, <laughs> the bodge that most people would use, in fact, that um, almost everybody uses, is uh, just a, a large amount of silicon to get between metric and imperial. Um, which really doesn't work too well, but yeah. it, you know there isn't um, there isn't that adapter in between, so every sink is at risk of this without a doubt. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, hmm, that's kind of frightening actually. You'd love to be selling silicon in this part of the world, wouldn't <laughs> oh, you? Oh well, every time I've seen those guys doing stuff, it's always they're just rub, running that silicon silicon uh, tape over and over and over and and obviously coming from north america where everything is made the the right size mm. you know one little round of it it's a it's a nice little sealer it's not meant to make up a gap no, and, that's true but they they're, they're very efficient at it the guys who've uh, done work in my places in the past so yeah. yeah, but silicon, I mean, silicon from different places does different things. So, oh, nice um, you know, the, the really poor quality silicon shrinks so badly. Oh. Um, that, and, you <laughs> I know, thought it's, it's uh, not one quality? Oh, no. no, no of no, course not. If, if it's five dirhams a tube, it's five dirhams a tube for a reason. You know, when we're buying in bulk, it's, um, it's multiples of that, and we buy a lot of silicon. Um, but again, our stuff is from North America, so yeah. um, you, you've got to use quality. Okay, so so that's a that's a big one underneath the sinks and you know around your kitchens and those appliances and your washing machines. Yeah, see a lot of leaks in those. I things. said we have a, a lot of calls from. And it, in the end, it turns out to be toilet connectors or connectors toilet connectors. underneath the toilet. So you can get a bad smell from the bathroom. We can go and unblock all the drains, flush all the toilets, make sure there's no stagnant water or anything that's dried out. In the end, it's the, the connection from underneath the toilet. You have to remove the the base of the toilets, and underneath there's a there's a connector there. If it's yeah. broken and leaking, you've got uh, yeah. And that's, and that's where that whole tile conversation we've had in the past comes up because inevitably in that process you can break a tile and then you got a whole bathroom that needs to be retiled. Well, we or if you like the hodgepodge uh, Partridge family look, then it, it works okay. We're all right with that job, actually. That's one we will take on. We're, we're pretty confident with um, toilet connectors. We keep them all in stock. Um, and uh, it, it's something that's not that difficult for a professional, to be fair. Hmm. We got more to talk about right here on the Do It Yourself Radio Show. The guys are in here from We Will Fix It. That's Don, and Dan, and Colin. If you got a question about something that's going wrong in your home, get in touch. I'm sure these guys can fashion an answer. And you are listening to Do It Yourself Radio with the guys from We Will Fix It. Colin and Dan are here. We've been talking about odd smells in our accommodation, and we've gone through a, you know, a couple of things that happened, kitchens and some of the issues with water leaks and, and leaks under appliances, those kind of things. We talked a little bit about how smell can travel. We've talked a little bit about toilets, 
But there are a, a couple more things we want to hit on before we move on to the uh, the last part of the show. And, and for that part of the show, we're going to be actually building something today. So we'll get you to that as well. So that you, you've got reason to hang out with us right to the very end. Um, so let's let's head back into a couple more of the issues that we start facing with smells and dive back into. I know everyone's going to be saying, guys, we've talked a lot about AC, but... AC is another place where, where we can start generating some odors. Yeah, we're getting lots of calls at the moment for, for AC. People start to turn it, uh, their AC on again. It's been, uh, I'll say the weather's getting warmer. So switching the AC on and people are getting bad smells. So we're getting calls every single day. So we thought we'd talk about some of the reasons why you get bad smells from your AC. Uh, first one can be the, the drip tray, which is obviously there to get rid of wastewater. Uh, that should be cleaned and disinfected every four months. Wow, that's uh, a lot. Yeah, it should be you know, three times a year. And you, it's, it's done as part of a, if you've, you've got a decent AC service, it's done as part of the, of the AC service. Mm. If you'd seen a drip tray, you would definitely want it cleaned every four months. Okay. Um, all of the dirt that uh, gets into your evaporator coil is dragged down by the water, and then it literally just spreads out. Uh. And there can even be like jelly that forms in this um, this drip tray. So okay. it's it's pretty just a breeding ground for nasties. Oh, it's an absolute breeding ground uh, for nasties. Um, okay. That's one. The evaporator coil itself, which if it hasn't been cleaned uh, cleaned in the last couple of years, it's basically a cold radiator. It sucks in fine dust that turns into bacteria and mould and, and can smell quite badly. That's often one that even if somebody's having their AC service regularly, um, they may not realise that the evaporator coil is the issue, and that should be done every every couple of years as well. Okay. And it's a really specialist job as well. I mean, one evaporator coil takes between three and four hours to do. Wow. So and takes specialist equipment and specialist technicians. Um, if at the most basic level it's somebody physically welding in your bathroom ceiling um, interestingly enough we've spoken about it before that we adapted some gear just so we don't have to do it um, like that and um, it's something that we've got down to a fine art but mm. you, you really need specialist guys for it um, and it really does look like a scene out of uh, crime scene investigators mm. whilst we're doing that job there's just plastic everywhere mm. to protect everything that's uh, within sight but so, you, so if you don't clean it you could develop some odors as well you don't want that yep um, ducts as well so your ducts are used to, to carry the air through through the ceiling and um, be distributed in different rooms of the house so evaporated ducts need to be cleaned and um, they collect mould pet hair it's pretty bad if you've got four cats like I have your, uh, <laughs> your ducts need doing pretty often um, so we do a lot of evaporated duct cleaning at the moment as well mould hmm. Yeah, I mean, mould is that overall element, and it's it's not just in the unit itself, which normally would be uh, looked after through uh, both evaporator coil cleaning and duct cleaning. But uh, if you imagine a, a unit that's working really effectively has a really low um, uh, outbound temperature, so um, the coil temperature we call it, um, and that can actually produce water vapour itself. So um, unless you've got a really high airflow, um, you can find that either water vapor is on the vents um, uh, or alternatively it can come down the walls. You know, quite wow. often um, uh, during um, periods of high humidity, you see that um, below the vent. And in that situation, that can create mold itself. Mm. So rather than just looking at the, um, at the AC unit itself, you need to look more widely around your property and see, okay, is there mold that I need to treat now? Mm. Um, and again, you know, treatment isn't isn't as difficult and it's not as scary as, as people might imagine. Um, but again, um, it's just a question of, of making sure that the breathing apparatus is correct and yeah. also the chemical that you use is accurate as well. And I guess getting, it, getting the treatment done for molds and mildews early 
really saves you a whole bunch of problems and also identifying where that mold is generating so that and growing so that you can make sure it doesn't come back absolutely nine times out of ten it's not going to get any better yeah so uh, the sooner you treat it the sooner that you can move on yeah and the, the health hazard side is the other bit that it's just you know, for respiratory issues it can be just you know very very significant hazard absolutely yeah yeah where are we going next? Oh, well, I thought we were going to go to questions. questions. Well, okay. Right. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. The randoms. Yeah. We've, so we, we typically get a, a few randoms that come in every week. And uh, we, we had one about, and clearly they got it wrong, but, uh, well, smoke detectors. And uh, they were talking about some some pretty fangled, wangled uh, equipment. You guys, do, Are you guys installing smoke detectors? People calling you up to say, hey, smoke detectors, we need to get these in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, you've got to be very clear the difference between a smoke detector and uh, a fire detector or, yeah. or something more direct. But again, the traditional just battery type, um, we do install um, and we make sure it's kite rated, which is the big one here because there's lots of um, items that have fake kite marks. Really? Um, yeah. So you have to be pretty careful about your source for those. Um, and again, there's a little bit of discussion about where in a property those should go. Um, and, and a again, lot of our properties are pretty big. Yes. And I'm actually pretty surprised. I'll go to some some properties and either they don't have you know fire detectors, smoke detectors, or they do have them and the batteries are out. Well, I, I actually find it surprising that over the years we don't we haven't installed more. Um, and I think that's part of the kind of transient society. People tend to move house, so they don't mm. want to spend too much money. But it's very simple. They're you know, not. Re- they're re- not. No, relatively inexpensive yeah. and, and can save your life. And there's been a lot of fires here. Yeah. So people really should be aware of that. And, you know, with basic installation, it's a, it's a couple of screws. Yeah, oh, it's, it's incredibly simple <laughs> to install. Uh, you know, talk about a DIY job. There's one for you. There we go. Uh, and again, um, any decent um, smoke alarm will come with instructions in terms mm. of distance away uh, from openings and ideal locations. Um, but, you know, I've got um, I've got three installed in my place and, um, uh, for you know, it's a it's not the smallest filler. So you don't actually need a massive number if you put them in the right place. Mm. Um, for me, bottom of the stairs and top of the stairs is an absolute obvious position um, because with vector currents, which smoke will, uh, will create in that situation, um, that gives you two attempts at being able to get people who are asleep upstairs. Yeah. Um, the other one that everybody questions is, do I install a smoke alarm in my kitchen? Yeah. And the answer is no, um, because it will drive you crazy. But what you do need is the main access location, so the walkway that you go through to exit and enter the kitchen, especially going towards um, sleeping accommodation, is where you definitely do need mm. um, that smoke alarm. So if there was a problem in the kitchen when it was unattended, um, the smoke alarm would go off at a decent interval, giving you time for an exit route. Yeah, there we go. So go and get those, and uh, it's it's a really simple DIY operation to put it on. You could do it yourself. Absolutely. But don't uh, don't hesitate. Another interesting one, and I'm I'm sure we spoke about this before. Uh, it's a question about installing door stops on a tile floor. So I guess this is you know that that scenario where people have got their washrooms and and the doors just open and clank onto the tile wall in the back, and maybe one or two times too many. The door hits the tile on the back, cracks it, and next thing you know, you've got uh, got an issue. So, so wants to know how hard is it to install door stops? Um, easy, but again, um, not installing them in the center of a tile is a very good idea. Yeah. You don't know how well they, uh, those tiles have been uh, been put down. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense to drill around the tiles um, rather than actually through the tiles. And quite often, the tiles are hard to hard to replace in Dubai if they get cracked. Mm. 
Because they've, so, they've been ordered in bulk when a development's been built. They've been you know, ordered in, by hundreds of millions, but you can't just pop down to Satra and buy a replacement. Mm. So if you can install the doorstops, Colin said, just stick to where the grout is and, and, mm. and go around the outside. Again, one of those things that's, you know, just get a, you know, a, small, a small drill through the grout, boom, you put it in. You're yeah, a hero. Really easy. Nice. Very simple. Also, on a normal, actually, assuming that the uh, the tiles have been laid uh, correctly, um, even a six millimeter um, drill will will get in between a tile. Okay, easy. Uh, garage door openers, uh, automatic garage doors. Are they easy to install uh, in the UAE? This person says they've uh, they've seen them at Ace. I haven't seen those at Ace. I wonder where they're... I haven't seen them at Ace either. Um, well, I have an electric door at my place, and looking at the structure that was created to build it, um, I wouldn't have a go at it. Um, the the angles are critical. Um, you know, I'm, I think mine's got a double track, actually, on the, really? on the upper area. Yeah. And um, it's all been fabricated. You can see it's been fabricated from scratch with somebody on site. Hmm. But the thought process that's required, um, I wouldn't in a month of Sundays. Yeah. So gets, if you're thinking about doing that... Leave the professionals. It's Crawford, isn't it? It's Crawford. I was just yeah, going to say, there's, yeah. there's certain communities the way they're installed are standard, and, and if they, they just need to be maintained regularly. People are moving to a villa that's been unoccupied for a couple of years, and, and often they're all dried up, and, yeah. uh, and the electrics are bust. But yeah, Crawford's the one. My parents own Crawford yeah, equipment and you know back home in their their garages. Well, I haven't I haven't spoken to Crawford in a couple of years, but they used to be very well supported here. Hmm. Um, there's DoorTech as well, which is one of the other outfits that I know has been slightly um, variable along the way, but Crawford definitely. Hmm. Okay. Uh, if you've got questions, you can always get them to us, by the way. Nightline at Dubaii1038.ae is the direct line into the show. Get the questions to us. We'll get them on next week's show. Of course, you can 4001 us right now through the SMS line or call. This is the do-it-yourself radio show with the guys from We Will Fix It. Dan and Colin are solving all of the issues that you've got uh, confronting you at the moment. But when we come back... We're going to do the project of the week, and we've been we've been teasing this for the last couple of weeks. This is a, a pet feeding station that uh, could be a, you know it could be a nice weekend job. You could even break it into two parts. We got the complete instructions up on Facebook. You guys have thrown it up on your Facebook site. I've put it up on the Dubai Eye Facebook site, so it's easy to follow along with. We're going to walk you through what you need to do now. This would probably be a good time to get onto your Facebook and see the instructions and uh, get ready for the weekend of fun right here on Do It Yourself Radio. We got the folks in from we will fix it they're taking your questions comments queries and actually walking us through a great project that's coming up in just a second it's the uh the diy dog food station with storage this is something for everyone (laughs) with storage with storage not just a dog food station with storage hollywood guy isn't it does all of the um the shorts with storage Uh, here we go. Well, we got a question that's come in from uh, A, and we're, we're going to hit the question right away because then we'll move forward. But this is, fits in nicely with what we've been talking about with smells and whatnot around uh, apartments and, and villas. And A lives in an apartment, uh, a high-rise apartment in The Views. And he says it's around 10 years old. Um, even after having the AC serviced and buying a dehumidifier and having it all checked, I get really bad humidity during the summer. So much so that mold breeds everywhere. Do you think this would be a problem with the AC itself or something more sinister? 
I added the more sinister. You did. Perfect. <laughs> you, sh- you should have done that. I was oh, something more, more sinister. sinister. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay. This is something actually we we uh, we do a lot of work in the views, um, but very rarely over humidity issues. So this is quite interesting. Um, uh, a mentioned that they've had an AC service. Uh, first thing that I would think of is uh, did they check the coils, especially at that stage? Um, if the coils, the evaporator coil, um, is not in good condition. Um, then at that point it won't be cooling as effectively meaning it won't be acting very well as a dehumidifier because an ac is exactly Mm. the same equipment as a dehumidifier so they then went on to mention oh but i've bought a dehumidifier well a domestic dehumidifier um won't do anything like the volume of air that you have in an apartment it might do one small smallish room but nothing more than that so um you're you're literally taking a, um, a sword to a gunfight there unfortunately um the other thing that is notorious in certain developments in Dubai, interestingly en- uh, enough, not specifically the views, is the number of AC returns um, ah. that can cause an issue. So the vents that you've got in your apartments and um, and villas, half of them are designed to throw air out, the supply, and mm-hmm. half of them is designed to suck the air back in to create okay. a cycle. Um, however, certain apartments have uh, more supplies than they have returns, which uh, means that the air isn't circulating very mm. well, and hence it's going through the system very slowly. When that happens, then um, at that point you get high humidity, exactly this type of issue. Um, It's notorious for one particular development on the palm that we are now specialists at rectifying. So um, anybody um, within the lower end of the palm, um, you might know what I'm talking about there. Um, But again, it's not traditional for the views. The views tends to be pretty reliable in terms of um, AC units. The other thing, thinking about it, Dan, it could be fresh air vents uh, that are coming into that particular property if for any reason that isn't going through a chiller or the chiller is not working on the building and then that could have a very similar effect as well um, in that situation it's worth just knocking on your uh, your next door neighbor's doors on both sides which I know is not very Dubai um, but uh, knock on your next door neighbor's doors find out whether they're having a similar issue especially on the same floor because that way, if there is a particular fresh air vent that's only coming into your floor, uh, then that could well be an issue as well. And again, in that situation, not much you could do about it. Mm. All right. Well, there we go. Um, got another one that's come through another here. Question. And this is from um, AI. And he's saying, uh, good evening. Just wanted to know if there is a specific type of service to clean AC. I really uh, doubt our AC was ever actually cleaned. Yeah, and there's a very comprehensive way to service an AC properly. It should be done two to three times a year. Uh, We don't have any more information about what type of property AO is in, but whether it's a split type AC or a chilled water type AC, there is is a very specific way to service the AC. It needs to be done by a professional, needs to be done by somebody who's qualified because it can be dangerous. You've got power, water, electricity, Mm. basically. You were saying there's not too many folks who are actually certified in the, you know, when we start talking about AC cleaning and and <coughs> then uh, some of the other types of cleaning, I mean, this is, there's a wide variety of people who are servicing who don't actually get in there with the detergents and, and some of the other yeah, things that there, are there's a, there's a big difference between wiping down the vents from where the air comes out on the you know, on the wall, which some, some people do, and, and servicing an AC properly. It should take half an hour to 45 minutes. And they'll all call it an AC service, which is a thing that mm. just... It's no surprise we have a, a really bad rap as, a, as an industry when you have people who literally are calling an AC service, say, pull the filters out for five minutes and then wipe the vents. Um, also, any really solid um, AC tech should be capable of, when they come to 
do a service, being able to tell you the condition of your coils and whether or not anything needs to be done to those, and also the conditions of your ducts. Mm. They should also be able to provide you with pictures. So if you ask them, oh, can you take a picture of that? It should be really obvious whether or not work is, is required. So again, any reputable outfit should be happy to, to do that for you um, in that situation. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the clock, guys. And We've done it again, haven't we? Yeah. This is going to be a month we've waited for this. It's going to be next week. We've got four minutes. I don't think we can do it in four no, minutes. Yeah. I don't either. But we've got lots of questions to go through okay, still, haven't we? Okay, back to questions. Yeah. So, so we, we promise next week, next week we're going to start off with the project next week. What happened okay. to Tool of the Week? I thought it went really well. <laughs> we're going to start off and start off with Tool of the Week and then the project. So we're going we're gonna to find uh, let's, what kind of tools are we using here. Oh, yeah, okay. No problem. We've got, uh, we got tools we can play with here. Not a problem. We got, I already got next week's Tool of the Week. Oh. From Happy the now. list of tools in the project. And you, uh, do you think it's better than a Dremel? Oh, yeah. Blimey, that's <laughs> Wow, here we go, Dan. <laughs> Strap in. So, so we promise next week we're making the dog food uh, feeding station with storage. storage. With storage. On the pro- so this, this actually works out in a really, really nicely because this means folks can actually go right now to We Will Fix It Dubai on Facebook or Dubai Eye. And check out the instructions to, to, to get a look at it. And then, when we talk about it next week, you can have your list of questions on the finer points. If they, if they, I mean, There's very detailed instructions here with pictures. So uh, this is going to make it a fantastic learning opportunity for next week's uh, um, activity. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. And we've got a couple of things actually to let people know about. We did a um, an enormous photo shoot this week with a whole fleet of vehicles. Yeah, I saw that. And, and <laughs> um, we we were really lucky because Dubai came to our rescue. We, we were really kind of wondering where we could go to get this done. And um, the um, British Dads Dubai group on Facebook was just unbelievable. Thank you, chaps. You helped us all out. Um, cost us a few AC services, but they got us a location, <laughs> and um, we greatly appreciate everybody that. Had us uh, from that um, and secondly uh, this weekend on Friday from uh, 2 until 6 uh, we're going to be at the uh, Dubai British School which is just um, by the Meadows um, okay. town centre there um, for their spring fair it is the Alice in Wonderland theme wow it is indeed or Alison in Wonderland as my as my wife often says <laughs> so we um, yeah, our team are working hard at the moment prepping down there setting up all the lights so the um, basically electrical and lighting setup and we've got a few activities we're in down there I don't know if you've ever seen like a splat the rat that we do at uh, fairs in the UK we yeah. drop something resembling a rat yeah. down a drain pipe and the kids have got to hit it at the bottom so okay. we've done Alice in Wonderland themed splat the rabbit with prizes that it's got to be a rabbit hasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. yeah how difficult it is to find a rabbit in Dubai <laughs> not a real one not a real one <laughs> stuffed one. Glad right you clarified that. Because like, wow, that could have been a real problem. That could have been a real. You were going to get a lot of phone calls. I in really there. thought that <laughs> Donald Dump was going to be the one that got us, but um, in the end, turns out it was a rabbit. So good luck to everybody at DBS, and yeah. and thank you to our staff who've been working very and hard. And you guys are going to be there, right? So we, yes, we'll be there on so, Friday afternoon. So go and go and say hello. Yeah, a bunch of our staff will be down there. So any of the parents or kids want to come along and, and say hello and come with any questions. And yeah, take your questions. I think that's on. that's another thing. You know, and guys, write them down because we'll bring them up on air. Sounds great. Yeah. We will. Uh, we pretty much run out the clock on the program. We didn't even get to more questions. 
You got a quick one you want to fire through there? I think we need to run this to two hours. You know, let's have a chat with somebody, somebody who uh, who knows about these things without a doubt. Um, oh, there's one. Changing out a uh, plastic, uh, plastic, plastic um, kitchen and powder room sink pipes and metal for great durability with the heat of the water here. Does it sound like a good idea? Um, yes, you certainly can do that. Um, I wonder whether or not you really need it. Very rarely do we find mm. um, melted. Uh, pipe work unless somebody's gone with a whole kettle or four down the sink um, so not something generally that's an issue here um, even though the quality of bottle traps is a bit questionable um, but again we did rarely see that issue okay so just leave it if it's working leave it don't touch it exactly there we go. gentlemen we've run out the clock we're gonna have to say goodbye once again uh, you want to want to have a conversation with these guys we will fix it is where they are guys give us the phone number 800-349 we will fix it.com very, Absolutely. very simple. Colin and Dan join us every week at this time, uh, answering your questions, talking about, well, tool of the week next week, as well as a project, and who knows what we'll add in between. We always have the randoms. Guys, absolutely appreciate you coming out. Look forward to doing it all over again next week. See you next week. Thank you.